Pastor Sandra tells it as it is. Um, today's teaching is taken from John chapter 6 and I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 12 and I read John chapter 6 I'm going to read from verse 1 to 12 after these things Jesus went over the sea of Galilee which is the sea of Tiberias and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased and Jesus went up into a mountain and there he sat with his disciples and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men, the men sat down in number of about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. How this come about, children of God? This came about after Jesus had just healed a man in the previous chapter that was impotent for 38 years, who the Bible let us know sat at a pool, <coughs> sorry, at the market gate, at a place called Bethesda, where an angel of the Lord came down to trouble the water at a particular season. And the Bible let us know that Jesus made him whole, met up with him again at some other interval and warned him not to sin except worse things will come upon him. So after that, Jesus journeyed, the Bible let us know, across over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and the Bible let us know a great multitude followed him. Why? Because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Jesus was filled with compassion for the multitudes as his normal custom. And this is why I love Jesus. I love Jesus because of his compassion, the compassion that he shows to the multitude, to the lost, to the hopeless, to the poor. He was full of compassion and still is full of compassion 
the care that he ministered to them, um, the, the, his love, compassion, care, giving was, and his giving was a hallmark of who he was and still is. The Bible said he was thronged by multitudes wherever he goes. Why? He was kind. He ministers with care and compassion. He ministers with empathy. He ministers with concern. He said to the guys who wanted to stone a woman who was caught in adultery to death, they wanted to stone her to death. He said to them, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And the Bible let us know, not one of them, none could raise their hands to stone her. Then Jesus said to the woman, Where art thou, those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said to Jesus, No man, my Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go thy way and sin no more. So this was the kind of guide, this person in Jesus. Um, And another example is this very same chapter at verse 5. Um, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Philip, whence shall we buy food, by bread, that these may eat? So before I go into this, I just want to grab your attention to verse 9 again, quickly, children of God. Um, the, the Verse 9 said, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves. And two small fishes. My question to you is, how did you prepare yourself for your journey? There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. So this man or this chap or this fellow or this guy or this gentleman prepared himself for his journey. And the word prepared is a very useful word because it means to get ready, to set something up, to equip, to organize and arrange. While preparation is the process. Preparation is the groundwork. Preparation is the, is the training that you foster. Preparation is the research that you make into the journey, the grounding, the homework, what is being done to get the journey or, or, or what you're preparing for ready. So I want to show you something, children of God. I want to show you how this man carries greatness in his hands. Greatness was in his basket. So let's go back to verse 5 again. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, (coughs) sorry, he said unto Philip, Philip, whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Verse 6, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. So we see here, children of God, how 
Jesus was teasing out Philip's thoughts to see what level in the spirit Philip was at. Obviously, Philip was still speaking flesh. Philip was not tuned in the spirit. He was still thinking flesh. He said in verse 7, Philip answered, 200 pennyworths of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. That was not the answer Jesus was looking to hear. Um, but obviously he knew. So in verse 6, he said, Jesus said, and this, is, and this he said to prove him, for he, Jesus, himself knew what he would do. So this is what the teaching is all about, children of God. This is the reason why he, the Holy Spirit has put it on my heart to come and speak to you today. The teaching was sent to point out your greatness, to point your greatness out and what you carry in your hands. You carry greatness in your hands. And the greatness that the lad carries are five barley loaves and two small fishes. So what do you carry, children of God? He, that's the question he wants me to ask you. What do you carry? This is what the teaching is all about. What do you carry? And um, do you know what you carry? And how are you preparing yourself for your journey? How are you preparing yourself to receive for your season? How are you preparing yourself to make your distribution? You have signs, you have wonders, you have miracles to pull and feed multitudes in your hands. You have leftovers. You've even got um, have leftovers to feed more in your hands. How are you preparing yourself in this pandemic? Child of God, greatness is in your hands. Think about it. You're carrying signs, wonders, and miracles in your hands. And crucially, how are you preparing yourself to meet up with Jesus? He's coming back again, and, he's, and, and, and the Bible said, All eyes shall behold him. And this is real, um, children of God. He's coming back to earth again. Verse, so verse 5 says, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? So this teaching has come for you to tap in the spiritual greatness that is coming your way. There is a greatness, a spiritual greatness coming your way, children of God, but you need to prepare yourself. You need to prepare yourself for this journey the way the lad prepared himself for to meet with Jesus. The Bible said he had five barley loaves and two small fishes. So how are you preparing yourself to receive greatness? What have you got in your basket? So um, I've got Luke chapter 14. As a starter, the starter pack for you. And I'm going to read from verse um, 28 to 33. Just as a starter pack, just to get you thinking. 
Luke 14. We're starting from verse 28 and I read, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulted whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else, while the author is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that hath, he cannot be my disciple. So children of God, where are you in this? So the reason why the Holy Spirit gives me and gives you this scripture is for you to assess where you are in this scripture. Um, and you have greatness in your hands to perform greatness. You have greatness in your hands to perform miracles, signs, and wonders like what the lad had in his basket. It was what he had, what he prepared, what he carries. He carries signs, wonders, and miracles in his basket. Those was what Jesus used to feed the multitudes. Can you imagine, um, children of God, what you carry in your hand, um, 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 Jesus will use it to feed multitudes. He, the Bible said he carries five barley loaves, two small fishes. Fish is symbolic for men. Barley loaves is the living bread and the bread of life. Portrayal of Papa God, giving himself through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ the Son of Man. What is the point of contact that you have in your basket to perform signs, wonders, and miracles to feed multitude? These five barley loaves and two small fishes uh, was a point of contact that Papa God touched um, to feed multitudes um yes this this is the point of contact um, um that papa god used to feed multitudes five barley loaves and two small fishes the number five in the bible is significant because um it it, it is his creation and look at this. Number five is significant because we have five fingers, five senses. Um, five is the number of God's grace. Five, um, there are five great mysteries. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, creation and redemption. So um, what have you got? 
What have you got in your basket? What have you got in your hands? What have you got in your hands? What you, you have to have, we have to have something in our hands for God to use. So I'm going to stop here today. And then next week I come back to you with the teaching. Today is just an introduction. And so next week I come back with the teaching. And I'm going to pray. Papa God, I pray that your children will tap into the living word today. I pray that as they tap in you, you will perform miracles with what they have in their hands. Like what you did with the five barley loaves and two small fishes. I pray, Father God, that you will touch that music career so it will cause a change and touch lives across the globe. globe. Touch that computer science career so it will cause a change and touch lives across the globe. Touch that, that ministry assignment, that teaching assignment, that healing assignment, that purpose, that vision, so it will cause a change and touch lives across the globe. Touch that creativity that you've put in that hand to build and to write and to draw so it will cause a change and touch lives across the globe. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be honored. Let your name be lifted up in the name of Jesus. Let your name, Father God, touch that hand that cares for the sick, that, that, that um, take care of children, the homeless. Touch that hand, Father God, with signs, with wonders, and with miracles as you did with the man who has, who had five barley loaves and two small fishes. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Sandra checking out until next week. God bless you. Pastor Sandra tells it as it is. This is the second part of my teaching entitled, Can You Hear the Voice in Your Wilderness? There is a voice calling in your wilderness and this teaching is to assist on how you can identify the voice that is calling in your wilderness and give you the tool on how to come out of the wilderness. Every one of us experience wilderness at some point in our journey of faith. Jesus, after fasting for 40 days, the Bible let us know he was thrown in, out in the wilderness. So Jesus too had this wilderness experience in the life of his ministry. Apostle Paul experienced um, several wilderness um, in his time of ministry, several wilderness um, um, experience um, he had to go through. 
uh, the prophets of old experienced wilderness. Um, Elijah, the two Elijahs, um, Abraham, Gideon, Hezekiah, etc. Um, so John the baptizer's calling was to clear the way and make it straight for the coming of the Messiah. So in Luke 3, 3, the Bible let us know um, here. Um, um, here comes John the baptizer's calling and, and it took him into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin, of sins. John was called to address repentance. That was his mandate. That was his calling. And repentance is the cure for wilderness. Why? Because this is what sin does to a life outside of God and Christ. Sin puts you and I in the wilderness. So John the baptizer was sent to deliver children of God out of the wilderness. In my teaching last week, I gave the Greek word, eremos, for the word wilderness. Eremos means to lay waste. Eremos um, is when something comes to naught. It is a lonesome, deserted, dry and solitary place. Nothing is happening in the wilderness. No growth, no development, no evolution, no increase, no advance, no space. And in agricultural terms, it is a tract or region uncultivated, unhospitable, uninhabited waste, a jungle or something in the wild. So all the above is what wilderness looks like in the physical. But John the baptizer was given the task to lead children of God into a baptism of repentance from their sins. Repentance is a feeling of remorse and regret and sorrow um, um, that you're saying, I need to change, I need to get out of this. Uh, I'm feeling sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I just can't take this anymore. So John was called to prepare the way for the change. And as I shared last week, John the baptizer was the voice. Voice means transformation or cause or to cause transformational change from the wilderness of darkness to light. So Apostle John was sent to teach the transition and how to make your path and my path straight to receive the coming Messiah. And we know who the coming Messiah is. The coming Messiah was and is to come is, is, is Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ. So Jesus is the one that transforms the transformation um, and makes the transformation. Jesus um, is the one John refers to when he said, I baptize you with water, but there is one coming after me. I am not worthy to tie the latchet on his shoes. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I love that. He will deliver you from the wilderness of sin. So Eramos is the Greek word for wilderness, um, which just means waste. Uh, like when something comes to naught, uh, uh, lonesome, deserted, dry and solitary. Does that speak of your life at the moment? 
nothing is happening. Uh, no growth. There is no development. There is no evolution. No increase. No advance. Um, you're just like a tractor or a region uncultivated, unhospitable, unhospitable, uninhabitable waste. You're just sitting there. You're just like a loose cannon. Um, just think about the many lives that are laying waste. Or or, or 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 what I have just described. Yeah, you 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 you're uncultivated, but yet your soil is so rich, and um, you're unhospitable. But yet you're so talented, and um, you're uninhabitable. But yet you have so much going to for for you. So last week I took the first two lines and I gave meanings and definitions where John the baptizer said every mountain and hill shall be made low and I'm going to continue with the teaching on the last two lines in verse 5 where he said the crooked roads shall become straight and the rough ways smooth so the word crooked the crooked means bent it means curved and walked and twisted and kinked and the word crooked makes the sentence very interesting number one because the holy spirit wants you and i to know someone or somebody has made some adjustments to the road the crooked roads means um it shall become straight and the rough way is smooth because the holy spirit wants you and i or to know that someone or somebody has made some changes, has made some alterations to your road and my road. Uh, 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 and someone um, has made um, um, some adjustment to your road. Has anyone made any alterations or adjustments um, to your road, child of God? Um, um, but Pastor Sandra, a road is normally built with all the features you, you have stated. You have stated bent in the road, curved in the road, warped road, twisted road, kink road. All the above are true, child of God. A road is, a road is not just one straight line. It has curves. It looks warped. It looks twisted. It looks kink. Children of God, road or pathway is symbolic to our heart. Apostle John was sent to clear the pathway that leads to your heart and my heart. And the reason why it is interesting is because it is the pathway that man cannot see with the visible eyes. It is the part where the Bible says, out of, of, out of it flows the issues of life. So the Holy Spirit wants you and I to know someone has made adjustment to that pathway or to that robe. The book of Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So these are what are causing the road to be bent and warped and damaged and distorted and crookedness in the road. Where do they come from? They come from the issues of life. What are the issues of life, Pastor Sandra? They are life's questions, life's 
topics and problems, life's subjects, life's concerns and matter, life's fiction and non-fiction as well. This is the area where the enemy is brilliant in using atrocities to form inroads to destroy lives, to destroy relationship between you and I and Papa God. So, guard your heart. We need to guard our heart. Proverbs 4.23 again. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So I want to show you something. I want to show something to you, child of God. I want you to see what the enemy was using this child of God to do. And Papa God had to enter the Damascus road of this child of God and cause every crooked to be straight and roughness smooth. The crookedness and rough, roughness on this Damascus road means murder. It means bumpy and a rough ride. It means uneven. It means jagged. It means patchy, coarse, sporadic, infrequent. It means intermittent. It means wicked. It means dear devil. It means abuse. It means evil. It means somebody who was bloodthirsty and bad. It also means suddenly. And I like the word suddenly. Because suddenly represent Papa God, the Almighty. So Acts chapter 9. And I read. I believe the version is the New International Version. Uh, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus so that if, if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly... A light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias! Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on straight street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul for he's praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man on all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who can, who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, 
This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. So children of God, why did I give you this text? I gave this text to show you how Papa God gave mandate to John the baptizer to deliver children of God who are in the wilderness of sin. And the only way for them to come out of their wilderness is by baptism of repentance from their sin. Sin is the wickedness that caused the relationship to be crooked and bent and warped and curved and twisted between Papa God and his children. When the road is crooked or bent and warped or curved or twisted, it means there is a huge problem. There's a problem with, with the relationship. Crooked road could be there is a communication problem. God is not getting true and you are not getting true. Persons are not engaging with each other. They are not on the same page with each other or the message is not filtering across. Um, crook road could be because um, there is a lack of understanding, lack of respect for each other. And, and when there's lack of disrespect, there comes disobedience. There comes non-compliance, insubordination, re rebelliousness, mutiny, and unruliness. How many times must I talk to you? How many times must I send um, guidance to you? And you pay no mind. How many times? How many times must I um, say I don't like this? How many times must I tell you not to do that? Is he talking to you, child of God? Is he sending me to tell you? Eh? How many times must I tell you not to do that? This is the right way. Yes. He said I will make your rough road smooth. Rough road could mean selfishness. It is all about me, egocentric, self-centered. Disobedience is either my way or the highway. So I give these to show you what God did to the road called Damascus. I give this to show you how the enemy made inroads and even had the audacity to alter the name of this child of God from Paul to Saul. Saul represents alteration, it represents control, threats, violence, havoc, intimidations, torments, fear, terror, dread, anxiety, inflictions, persecutions, bully, and murder. But in Acts chapter 9, the Bible let us know, Papa God came on the scene in the wilderness and shined his light on the road of terror in Acts chapter 9. And I read, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he said. Now get up and go into the city and you will tell what you must do. The men traveled with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anything. Saul got up from the ground but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand in, into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple 
named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, yes, Lord. And he answered, the Lord told me to go to the house of Judas on straight street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. Named Saul. Verse, verse 15, I jumped down to verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and after kings and to the people of Israel, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And I've given you this child of God because he said, I will cause every crooked in the road of your salvation to be straight says God. He says, I will cause the uneven road. Yeah, all the, the, the issues that are placed on your road, the, the course, the sporadic um, 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 the interferences, the, the, in, the, the intermittent and bumpiness that the enemy has put in your road, the havoc and violence. And the, the intimidations and torments and fear and terror and dread, anxiety, inflictions, persecutions, bullying, murder. God says, I will cause them to be, I will, I will cause them to be smooth. So child of God, I'm going to stop here today um, because um, of time and I'm going to pray Father God thank you again for this wonderful insightful teaching and thank you for sending it in this season of our lives let your word minister to every era and every life that is in the wilderness and every activities and every roughness and every terror and dread and havoc that is preventing your children to have full relationship with, me, with you. Remove everything that is hindering you, hindering them from having full relationship with you. And I ask that you baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire to burn and to destroy every device, every strategy, every onslaught every embargo that the enemy has placed on the road of your children. Fire to burn every control and threat and violence and intimidations and inflictions and fear and terror and dread and persecution and bullying and murder. Fire to destroy that device, that ambush that has been placed on the road. And so make every valley to come and, 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 and uh, smooth. Every mountain and hill, bring them low, level them out. Make the crooked roads straight. Let them, the crooked roads become straight and the rough ways smooth so all people will see 
and know God is their salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Sandra, checking out. Until next time, God bless you.